All right, Extreme Strength and Fitness family. Today, I'm here with my good friend, fellow skateboarder. We got TJ Peters in the house. We are excited because, you know, we've, we've been talking lately and we know something different has to come to the skate game. We got we to do something to where we all can stay on our boards for as long as we want. And if we do take that spill that takes us out, we come back faster and we come back stronger than we were before. That's what me and TJ are kind of here to talk about today. And what we're going to be going over is real quick, we're going to be talking about a training focused on really focusing on stability, mobility, and building a foundation of strength. We'll get more into that in a little bit. Also, we want to kind of go over just the differences between unilateral training and bilateral training and the, ben the benefits and the differences between the two. Another thing we want to cover real quick today is how to gauge if you're recovered enough to get back to that skate session or get back to a training session. So TJ, go ahead, introduce yourself, homie. Let the people know who you are. Kind of tell them about your little skate background and stuff, and then we'll, we'll hop into this stuff. I mean, yeah, you nailed it. My name is TJ. Uh, I've been skating since I was nine. Now I'm 30, so 21 years heavily, heavily been in the game. Um, ride for Airtime Clothing, Spectron Skate Co. Just that's been my life. Yeah. That's what I do. And I've recently been going to the gym for like a year or two now, so also working on strength and mobility and everything like that, trying to keep myself skating longer and just mobile. And you, uh, you mentioned before we started recording that uh, you noticed when you started hitting the gym and stuff, like how much different you were able to skate, right? Dude, I feel like I'm 21 when I skate now. I'm doing tricks I didn't used to do or anything. Like, and I'm 30. I'm yeah, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Fun. Yep. See, and that's what, we're, that's what we got to get these people on. That's what we're going to get all the, the rest of the skate community doing. That's what we got to do. Uh, so let's talk about training with a focus on stability, mobility, and building that foundation of strength, right? And kind of what that entails and why it's important. So I'll let you go. You can kind of talk about which, what you've been doing. Uh, I want to hear what you've been doing for the last year uh, to really kind of do your little, little things for stability, mobility, and building your foundation of strength. So just let the people know. Yeah, obviously, right when I get to the gym, I do my stretches. I work my like hamstrings out, my calves. Stretch my, stretch my back out, make sure like my arms and everything are really loose. And I do the same at the skate park. I have a foam roller. I got the little Theragun massager. Mm -hmm. I can roll everything out. But um, for the balance, I do a BOSU ball and I bring my skateboard in and I basically hold a nose manual. I do a couple squats on each leg. So I do a nose manual and a manual. Mm -hmm. and that helps my balance a whole Innovative. lot. Yep. Yeah. But I got that from Dr. Kyle Brown. If you follow him on Instagram, it's definitely a hey, shout out. If you if you if you're a skateboarder and you do not follow him, go follow him. He's spitting knowledge right every day. Yeah, for real. Go yeah. follow him. All right, continue. go ahead. And you need to recover. Like he always blows it up. You're not lying. No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's for stability and working on my balance. Cause mm -hmm. whether you're doing manuals or not, you need balance because we're skating on a rail, on a ledge, on anything, like balance is key yeah no and i love that that's that's cool i don't think i've really seen uh many other people doing that you know i mean it's it's just an innovative way to think about it a different way of training your body that's 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 cool yep. like you that. can do it on like a yoga block too you don't need a bosu ball because those yep. are like 120 dollars. you can get it yeah. yeah exactly block from target yep just get yourself kind of elevated off the ground and put yourself right on the nose of your board and just kind of get to work i like that that's tight that's yep. awesome so when it comes to, like for me, when it comes to like the reason why 
I actually run my business. I run extreme strength and fitness based on those three principles of training, right? Stability, mobility, and building a foundation of strength is simply it's the key. It's just the key for us to really unlock one, our skateboarding potential and two, just being able to, like I said, stay on that board for as long as we want. Right. I mean, that's why, you know, you know me, I don't ever say we're going to prevent injury. It's something you can't do uh, unless you're going to sit inside and not skateboard. I mean, Hey, there you go. You're going to prevent it. But I mean, now you're not skating. <laughs> so happen all the time. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I always bring up injury risk management, right? Because we can, if we can learn to manage that risk of injury by training with a focus on stability, mobility, and building a foundation of strength, then you're straying away from that line of getting injured and getting farther away from it. And that's where we want to be, right? You don't want to be close to that line. You want to be as far away from it as you can be. And I mean, that's how you do it. Right. And one thing I love about it too, is it's mobility is a little bit different too, because a lot of people think that you have to spend all this time before a workout, right? Before a skate session, before a workout to do mobility work. I actually don't prefer to do it that way. I, I do things a little bit different. I'll, uh, I'll wake up in the morning, I'll do mobility work, right? So then you have that little bit of 10 minutes getting your, you know, just getting blood flowing. I mean, there's really no like reason behind it other than I, I like to do it. It gets my body moving and I feel good. Yep. And then also I, I like to do mobility throughout the day, right? So like if I'm sitting here doing schoolwork or I'm sitting there playing with my kids, right? I'll be on the ground or I'll, instead of kneeling, I'll just be in a full deep squat and I'll do just some little, some little movements, you know, getting the ankles moved around, stuff like that. Uh, just whenever I can find those chances, I'll be the dude literally in line, just doing some like little calf stretch and stuff on like the little shelf next to me, you know, like I don't care. I'm just that dude. And I, I realize like time is precious. Like, and when I have time to focus on things, I want to make sure that I'm focusing on the things that are like really going to boost me up and keep me on the board the longest, not saying like working on ability work won't, but when you really get down to it, right? When we get into the gym or you get to the skate park, the last thing you want to do is sit there doing 10 minutes of mobility stuff and then have to do 10 minutes of like an actual warm up, right? Uh, and I've talked about this before in prior videos and we can kind of go over what you do for a warm up. But I always tell people like, look, we need to get away. And it, this has nothing to do with um, anybody's fault, right? It's how we were all taught when we were growing up in school. We were all taught to do static stretching, right? Like, I don't know if you remember, bro, but you, you'd be in PE class and like, you'd be sitting there doing a seated hamstring stretch. You'd be, you know, do, yeah, you'd just be like stretching out your arms, you know, and all that stuff. And what happens when we do that, right? And I'll just kind of go over this really quick is it, it confuses your central nervous system, right? Your CNS. And what you're telling your CNS when you do static stretching is you're telling those muscles to relax. Now, tell me, why the hell would you want your muscles to relax when you're about to go skate or lift weights? That, right? don't, make, that don't make sense. That doesn't make sense. Not at all. And it, it's just something we've been, it's been so indoctrinated into like just our thought process just from when we were kids, because that's just what we're taught in PE, like I said, and it, it travels with us until we learn the correct way to do things, right? And we want to switch from static movements to dynamic movements. So now... I would love if every skateboarder had some bands with them, right? Because I mean, you can get a lot done with body weight. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you can get a great warm up doing. I actually have one posted on my Instagram. It's just literally body weight, um, unilateral training stuff, 
Um, just things like that, actually working the muscle groups you are about to use when you're skateboarding, right? Not just, you know, swinging a leg around and stuff, actually doing a little bit of an exercise, activating muscles, getting those muscles awake and ready to fire. That's the key. And that's what we got to get to. We got to switch from static stretching to really getting dynamic movements in. If you guys have bands, take those bands with you to the park because that's a great way to get those muscles going. Um, if you don't have the bands, you can also use your skateboard and do like lunges on the wheels and pull yourself back and forth. Yes, sir. Hold your board, do some like Cossack yep. spots so you stretch your hamstring while you're doing them. Like yep. but actually get it done. Exactly. See, and that's the thought process I love to hear right there. Because, I mean, I did the same thing. I had a counterbalance squat, didn't have a weight, but all I did was hold my skateboard out in front of me. And a lot of the skateboarders, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to call nobody out. I was that dude who weighed 130 pounds at fucking five foot nine. Like, yeah. Okay, 130. Yep. There you go. You know, like a lot of us skaters are pretty fucking tiny. Like we're just tiny people. Like it's just how we are. Right. I mean, sure. There's those bigger stature dudes and um, bigger bone guys, I guess you could say, or they would like to say. Yeah, Brandon Beeble. He's massive. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That's yeah. He's big. <laughs> but, um, but for the majority of the part, a lot of us are just smaller, right? And that skateboard is going to provide enough weight to, for you to hold out in front of you or to do things with that's going to activate like your, the back, like you're going to be activating your rear delts, your upper back, your upper traps, you know, all that stuff's going to get activated just from that because especially if you're not used to doing it, it's going to be really beneficial to start doing so. Uh, that's just some kind of little tangent I want to go off on real quick because I do think warming up is like, it, honestly, if I was going to have a client do any one thing, it would be change, change their warm up game, right? I would make sure that their warm ups are on point because that's what's really going to keep them from getting injured during that session, right? Because that's what happens. You know, you're, you're not warmed up enough. You got those noodle legs getting on that board. You don't feel, you don't feel stable. You don't feel strong. And then all of a sudden you fall goofy and you tweak a hip or you tweak an ankle, right? Yeah, that's that's ain't nobody wants that. No, uh, that's never the goal when you go out for a session. Like, I'm gonna go roll my ankle. That's yeah, up. like let's let's go get hurt. Yes, like I don't want to skate tomorrow at all. Yeah, like what the hell, dude? That doesn't make any sense. And that's like the thing too about us skateboarders is like, I mean, I'm sure it's with every sport, right? I just I just wasn't into sports like that. I mean, I played every sport growing up, and yep. I like them until I found skateboarding. I'm sure if you love football or you love soccer, it's the same way. If you get injured, you want to play the next day and it sucks when you can't. Um, but I know for skateboarding, just personally, this is what we do, right? That when you get hurt, man, it's, it's no fun. That, that sucks. Cause I mean, you can sit there, watch skate videos all day. You can do all this stuff, but you can't go skate even more. Yeah. I'm hurt. Watching skate videos is one of the worst things I can do. Yeah, dude. It's, it's just, it's crazy. It, it's, it's a huge psychological game too. I mean, that's what we're just trying to keep people from, from doing right. I mean, no, I was saying, Injury's going to happen, skateboarding, like you're going to take that fall, but you know, start doing the stuff, like start training like this, start training. So you're working on your stability, mobility, and building a foundation of strength. What, so what do you do um, when it comes to lifting for you? Uh, what do you do for like strength training wise? I know I saw you doing those, those bent over rows and love that exercise. Uh, kind of just go over, go over what you do a little bit then for um, just building strength up a little bit. So like um, we talked about earlier, I go like six times a week. I take one rest day. I do push, pull, legs, push, pull, legs, rest. Mm -hmm. So back and back. How do you like that split? I love it. Yeah. Because I found specific workouts on each day that I look forward to. So it's not like, oh, I have to do triceps today or I have to do yeah. that. 
Right. Yeah, and they see when you when it's fun like that, it's different. That's cool. Like I, when I learned deadlifts, I like fell in love with them, and then oh, yes, dude, yes, deadlifts feel so good, especially when you learn them too. It just feels bomb. I love that. Oh my god, yeah, I hit my PR, hit two hundred. Pretty there good. Go. Yeah, there you go, dog. I was hyped. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, dude, that's. I mean, you just said you weigh how much? One thirty. Yeah, bro. I mean, you're picking up more than you weigh. So, I mean, that's stronger than a lot of other people. <laughs> trust me. Yep, exactly. Yeah. yeah, trust me. That's stronger than a lot of other people. No, that's dope, though. I love that. But yeah, on my push day, I do, like, back biceps, shoulders, pull. I do chest and triceps. And then, mm -hmm. legs, I do, like, squats, goblet squats, uh, alternate lunges. I do lunge holds where you just sit there with, like, isometrics. I, I just pull yeah. for yeah. a while. Um, I use the hack squat machine and all that. And then I do abs on leg day as well to work my core. Mm -hmm. Of course. A lot of the balance and everything. We use our core constantly, especially mm -hmm. when we fall, rolling around. Everything. Yeah. Core is so engaged with skating. Yeah, no, I mean, it's always there. And that's another thing, too, is, like, people think, like, it's just, like, legs and stuff. And, I mean, you're using your whole body. You got to make sure everything's stable all the way up to your shoulders, you know? Well, yeah, when you're yeah. doing a manual and you're holding your, like, balance and everything, that's yeah. all your delts. Oh, there, yeah. And and when and then you think, like, you take that fall, too, you know, where you're going down hands first. Like, if you don't got a stable shoulder, bro, that's – that's you're you're looking at an injury. It's going to happen. Like, it's going to happen. Yeah, your shoulder socket's not like a regular ball and socket type. It's, like, kind of more flat and held like that. So exactly. all the muscles are what's keeping it together. Mm -hmm. If you have the muscles, you can throw your shoulder out in a split Boom. second. Yep, exactly. I love that you said that. I mean, that's just – that that's key. People, people, people just don't realize that, and it's no one's fault. It's just there's not enough info out there for skateboarders, and that's what we're trying to change, right? Half the time, we're always wake up, go skate. Yep. that's it that's it that's all we care about. <laughs> literally yeah dude just wake up skate you know and that's cool that's that's awesome i love it but we we definitely gotta start thinking of things different uh, if we want to not i mean and i don't want people to think like i'm saying like you have to skate better like blah 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 blah. nah dude like whether you're the dude who wants to progress and wants to skate contests or you're the dude who literally just loves going to the park and session with the homies like you still should be focusing on this stuff uh yeah it's like, gonna keep you doing what you love right any other athletes doing the same exact thing and skateboarders are athletes. It is an art because skateboarding is like a passion, but it's still an active sport that mm -hmm. we're doing. And if we don't train for it, we're at risk to hurt ourselves constantly. Yeah, no, we're exactly. Cement. We're not going in water on grass on turf. Yes. Cement constantly. Yes. yes. Jumping down 20 stairs and stuff. Like, I don't know. We talked about this that well, last time we talked and, I'll kind of mention it again here. If anybody wants to argue with me, go ahead. We'll go at it. But skateboarding to me is I'm not going to say it's the most athletic thing. I mean, because you got like Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you got MMA fighters. I mean, that shit takes fucking that. That's, that's some stuff right there, right? But uh, for me, it is, it's up there. It's really up there. I mean, it's above, it's above football. You know, I'm not going to say it's above soccer. Soccer plays be going hard. That's, 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 that's a pretty, pretty, pretty hard sport. Uh, but for the most part, I mean, baseball, hell no, I mean, we're way up there above that, you know, and it's just when you look at it from that side and you kind of explain people that it it's a sport, like no matter how you look at it, no matter how you want to think of it, um, it, it takes a tax on your body, right? And it, it you got to be able to, when you're taken from the body, you need to be able to make sure you're putting back in more than what you're getting taken out, right? And that's what, that's what people aren't doing. And that's what, that's what we are trying to change, so exactly no, i love that dude i love that and then so you were mentioning 
what I love here too, is this is kind of a just nice. And we are talking about right now about stability and stuff, right? One of the best ways a skateboarders can build stability is to work on unilateral training. And I'll go over that really quick. And you had just mentioned how you do like lunge isometric holds, you do uh, the Cossack squat, you know, stuff like that. What that is, is unilateral movements, right? And so for people who are listening, who don't know what a unilateral movement is, that's when you're training one side at a time, right? So whether you're doing a rear elevated, uh, rear, ele- rear foot elevated squat, or you're doing a Cossack squat, or you're doing even single arm dumbbell presses, you know, stuff like that. That's nope. all unilateral training. What unilateral training does is it does three, I'll, I'll list three main cool things it does, right? So first and foremost, it really helps you figure out the discrepancies you have. So I know every single skateboarder out there, you skate one way. I know if, even if you skate switch, it's cool. If you're a beast going switch, bomb. But a lot of us, you know, not everybody has their switch game up like Shane O'Neill and all of them. So it's a little bit different, you know, and I know me, uh, even when I do skate switch, I'm usually popping fakie. So I'm still kind of using that same hip, a uh, little bit different. There's some stability more in that, in that back hip, or I guess the front hip when I'm going fakie, but uh, a lot of us skate one way, right? So that leads to huge discrepancies, especially when it comes to uh, the mobility that we have. Uh, in our ankles, in our hips, and also just the strength differences it ends up creating. I mean, if you balances, yeah, exactly. It's, and it's, I mean, there's nothing wrong with bilateral training. Don't get me wrong. Bilateral training is amazing. And bilateral training is when you're training both sides of the time, right? So that'd be a squat. Yep. Bench press, overhead press, all that stuff. Uh, that's fantastic. That place has its place. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you need to be doing that to really build the foundation of strength too. Like you need to get some heavy weight on your back and squat it, but you, there's prerequisites, right? And there's prerequisites to everything. And that's where unilateral training really does come in. Uh, now, I love that you were just talking about that. I mean, you were just saying how you do the squats and stuff. And how do, so how do you feel when you do like a, have you ever done like unilateral movements and then went into a bilateral movement before? Yep. So I actually did the one um, where you do like lunges and then you lift off on one foot, but I do it on a BOSU ball. So you're engaging your ankle, calf, and your like quads all at the same time and balancing while holding a dumb or a dumbbell or- uh, Yes, you're coming down, coming up, and then lifting that leg up. Yep. Yep, and that also works on explosiveness. So it helps our pop as well. And a lot of people think about that. It's like when you launch yourself off of one leg, that's what we do every time we ollie or nollie or Mm -hmm. any trick that involves getting in the air. Yeah, because that, that one leg that's not popping isn't doing anything. I mean, it's, it's, it's doing something, but it's not, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not creating that force of you getting up. No, that's a good point. I love you said that. I went from that to doing squats, and it just it feels completely different. It's almost easier, but at the same time harder because yep. your hamstrings then get involved when you're using both, and it's like a different type of muscle group. Of course, yeah. I mean, yeah, and that's, that's a good point to make. I mean, yeah, it's going to – if you've never done it before, it's going to be – pretty hard and I don't like I mean you've been training for a while that's why I asked I figured you've done that before I wouldn't suggest everybody just go do a unilateral movement and then hop into a squat but that's more if you've been doing your unilateral stuff unilateral stuff for a while and then you start incorporating that stuff and I know for me like you said uh whenever I've done this so I'll do like a set of like I won't jump right into it but I'll do like a really good set of unilateral uh so I'll do rear elevated uh, split squats, right? 
and I'll do it. So, and I'll talk more about this in another video. So I don't confuse too many people. Um, but I'll make sure that I load it contralaterally. So that means I'm holding it in the hand that is with the leg that's elevated. Right. So, and what that's doing is it's offsetting my body. So I have to pull myself up and stay stable through that hip that's in the front. Right. Uh, so I'll do that, right? I'll do like a really hard set of that, a really good working set. Uh, I'll finish those out, you know, and then I'll go into a couple of sets of squats. And I've noticed that not only is my ankle mobility like a thousand times better, it's like through the roof compared to if I just like try to do a little bit of ankle stuff and then hop into a squat. It's just, it's crazy what that does. And also not only do I have more mobility, my mind muscle connection is better, right? Because when you work that one side at a time and you're not just going through the movements, right? I always tell people, don't just go through the dang movements. A lot of people just, you know, it, it's hard. It's, it's really hard. And you don't have, uh, when you, when you haven't had the, like, the prior training background, you don't have somebody there with you who, who's been training to kind of tell you those cues of things. Uh, you just see the stuff, right? And we see all these exercises on Instagram and on Facebook and all over the place. We're like, oh, okay, I could definitely do that movement. Sure. I'm sure you could, but yeah. Are you initiating the muscles? Are you squeezing stuff before you even start to descent, before you even start that eccentric phase of a movement? Are you actually contracting muscles and feeling it, right? And that's something that unilateral training is huge for. I mean, that, that really helped me get better my muscle connection. Uh, I don't know about you if you've noticed that, but. Yeah, no, definitely. That's awesome. And like you said, getting workouts off Instagram and stuff, like shout out to Neen Williams. If you want a good workout plan, he posts everything. And if you look at the description, he posts how many sets you should do, what he used, how he did it, everything. Like, yeah. And yeah. benefiting through skaters because that's yes. what he does. Yes, exactly. And see, you see Neen. I mean, look at this dude. Like he, he, he's, he's one of the best stories out there when it comes to this whole fitness game. If you think about it, man, I mean, if you know – Nane Williams, you know this man's story. You know his story. You know what he's been through. You know what he's done. And now he's honestly just, to me, one of the biggest inspirations in the skate game. I mean, for That's somebody to start going to the gym. Yeah, there you go. Boom. There's, there's at least one person here that, like, got inspired. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, That's just awesome. Yeah, it's just, it's so cool to me. And I actually take, like, a lot of, uh, like, so a lot of my inspiration came from him, too. Like, just the way he, uh, he does his videos. Um, so like, I, like, you know, my Instagram, like I do this, I, I do the same thing. I don't, I try to make sure like when I'm putting stuff in my video, you're seeing the movements, but you're also getting a little bit of a recommended prescription of those movements. Right. And I think that's really important that people understand there's different ways of doing things. And also you have to remember like the context too. So when you see stuff on Instagram, you might not know what that person's actually training for. Right. So Let's say you see somebody doing uh, some weird type of uh, stability movement, right? Where they're doing a little bit of extra stuff, right? So not, not like what I'm talking, not what you talked about, like where you're on just this like a uh, BOSU ball with your skateboard, but I'm talking like those people who be on the BOSU ball and they have like one weight here. I don't know. They just be doing all this extra stuff. And it's just like, you, you see that and it's like, okay, cool. I'm going to try it. But like, you, okay, what are they doing that for? You know, or even somebody who, uh, might be squatting a certain way like oh why are they squatting that way right and when we see things you got to make sure you're asking yourself that and make sure you're uh taking it in 
taking it in as your own, right? So you want to be able to take in the information that we're telling you all today and turn it in to something that'll work for you. So I think that's something huge that people, people should start kind of paying attention people to. People really train exactly the same. We all exactly. have different styles and different body types. Like me with my club foot, I have to put a weight under my foot when I squat or else I'm going to mess my own ankle up. Mm -hmm. Then I can't skate because I was in the gym. Mm -hmm. No one wants that. I'd rather yeah. get hurt while I was skating. Exactly. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, d I definitely ain't getting taken out in the gym before I get taken out of my board, bro. That's not happening. I feel you there. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. I swear, dude. I, it's, it's funny, too, because, like, there's times where I'll be training and I'll be like, oh, man, I really want to go hard. And, like, it's good to go hard. Don't get me wrong. Like, you want to lift heavy. Like, when, when you have those good days, like, when you feel good, go for it. Let it rip. Like, go for it. Because like, it's good to have those high-stress days, right? Even if you go hard in the gym and then you go skate, yes, that, that stress on your body is going to be high. But as long as you're, you know, working on recovery, which we're about to talk about next, uh, then you're all good to go, right? And I think that's just really important for people to start focusing on. Uh, oh, I love it. This is great. I love it though. So back off that quick though, it's always good. If you don't want to go to the gym first, if you want to skate first, like a lot of people work out after skating just so they can get their full skating in without being sore from like doing your squats, doing your workouts, mm -hmm. then your legs aren't all burnt out already. Cause then you're going to get jello legs at the park. Yep. You'd rather have jello legs at the gym. Yep. And get yeah, no, thank, thank you for saying that. that's a good point. Uh, yeah, no, I love that. And even like, like you said, like just getting that good warm up in skating and then hitting the gym later on in the day. I mean, that's a that's great exactly way to go about it. Day. Yeah. And today was at Mendota earlier. Yep. And see, you know what I like about doing it that way too, is the fact that when you skate first, right, you can skate and then you can notice if you pay attention, you know, a lot of you out there who want to start skating better, who want to start progressing in your skateboarding game, you got to start paying attention. You see, I didn't start learning this until more recently, right? And that's when I started getting better at skating is when I started to correlate things, right? I started to focus on what's my foot doing? What's my ankle doing on this hard flip? What's my back foot doing on this hard flip? What's my front foot doing on this crook? You know, like just thinking of things like that and feeling where I'm having those weak points, right? You notice that and then guess what? You go into the gym, your whole workout changes because now you know, okay, I need to put more work into this pot, not that pot. See yep. what I'm saying? That's great. Yeah. I love, I love that you brought that up. That's, that's awesome. I love that. Yes. So like we just said, I mean, recovery, 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 right? So important. And I want to go over kind of how to gauge if you're recovered enough to even get back to a training session or a skate session. Uh, Real quick, TJ, what do you, what do you do uh, for recovery? Like just on a, on a daily basis, I guess I would say, cause you said, I mean, you're in the gym six days a week, plus you skate how many times a week? Uh, probably six or seven, as much as I can. Like, yep. Yeah. Okay. After work and go skate the mani pads by my house. Exactly. Just a little session in. Yeah, exactly. It's as so, much as possible. Like skating comes before anything else. The mm -hmm. gym is to boost my skating. Yep. Yep. And then, uh, so when it, so when you say it that way, right, um, people are probably like, well, when are you recovering? You know, when, when's your recovery day? You know, blah, blah, blah. And sure, you have that one day a week, but people have to remember recovery. There's a lot more that goes into it. So right now you're sipping on a nice protein shake, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know why? You know, you got to get that protein back in. You got to get that nutrients back into your body. 
protein so start to help rebuild those muscles. Exactly. So you can start recovering. So that's one thing. So that's one, that's one thing I want to make sure people know is, uh, and this isn't really how to gauge it, but this is one way to kind of make sure you're getting to that point of being able to gauge when you can go skate or train again is to make sure you are getting an adequate amount of protein in throughout your day. Right. And I do suggest, I mean, if you're not trying to build muscle uh, at all, then I just suggest taking in about 0.75 grams, uh, per day, uh, per, per pound of body weight. Right. So what that would mean is if you're a hundred, if you weigh a hundred pounds, you're eating 75 grams of protein a day. Right. And that's just going to ensure that, especially if you're skating, I mean, a lot of skateboarders, I mean, I don't know many skateboarders who only skate like twice a week, <laughs> you know, they're all, yeah, they're all out there getting it all the time. So it's, it's really key. It's really key to be getting that amount of protein in, uh, just because it's going to help you get to the point that we're going to talk about right now. And that's like, how, how do you gauge it? How do you know, like, Oh my, am I ready to skate again? Am I, am I too sore? You know? And I think one of the biggest indicators, if you're ready to skate again is honestly just be real with yourself. Like how, how do you feel? Go get on the board, like be okay with getting on the board and not feeling with it and being okay, getting off the board and then going to work on some other things. Right. And I think that's one of the best ways to do it. I mean, it's, seems weird because like, well, you're not, you're not really gauging anything. I was like, well, you are though. You're listening to, you're listening to your body. You're, you're getting on that board, seeing how you feel. Um, a great way to do it too, is even just go push around your block. Right. So I've noticed if I'm super sore and I go push around my block in the morning. Right. So I'm trying to just get some nice movement in. That's when I know if I'm, I'm a little sore from the day before, uh, cause you'll be pushing, you know, you'll be like, Oh dang, my, Oh, my psoas is tight. You know, you got the hip flexor muscles and all of a sudden you're like, Oh, my calves are cramping up. You're like, Oh, that's still a little tender, you know? And that that's a good indicator right there that you're not quite ready to hop back on the board. Not saying you couldn't that day, but uh, when you do notice those things, it's important to make sure that you go back, take your time. Uh, and that's when you'd want to be working on, you know, some more mobility stuff, getting some good nutrition in stuff like that. Uh, What's, what's one of the ways that you gauge your recovery? I mean, cause you're, you're obviously doing high, high, high frequency and high volume. So I'm just yeah. curious of how you, you, you gauge your recovery. I mean, half the time it's right when I wake up in the morning, I get out of bed and if it hurts to walk to the bathroom to get ready to shower, I know that I'm probably going to have to take a little bit before I get Yeah, to And see, ah, oh, dude, I wish not, to, not to cut you off in the middle of your thing, but like, I wish people would stray away from that. Like, I know you don't do that on purpose, obviously, right? That just it happens sometimes. Sometimes you just kind of push your limits a little bit too much because, like, you just had a good skate session. You want to keep going, right? Yep. Um, but when you exercise, like, I mean, I know you don't do this, but people people need to stop like demolishing their bodies, right? That's you're not you're not. Gonna, don't get me wrong. You have to try hard. You need to train hard. You have to train hard. You need to be really actually working. I don't want you in the gym just ah yeah. It's a good day, you know, just not, yeah. not, you need to be working. You need to be focused, but you don't need to demolish your body to where you can't even walk out the gym on leg day or something, you know? And yeah, I like, think that's going to be Olympic weightlifters or bodybuilders or anything. Oh. Like we're just trying to maintain and be able to skate into our like older years. Exactly. Like look exactly. at Tony, he's what? 52 Ollie and over fucking mini Coopers. Yeah, dude. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Not like that do you know jumping over cars exactly dude exactly to show me show me one person that played football their whole life or something that's that old can still do something like that i mean i'm sure they're, yeah. they're out there but 
There's a lot more like skateboarders. Oh, Jackson or whatever. He's probably like the oldest one. He played football, baseball, yeah, all that. But he's probably one of the few stories that you'd actually hear where he was doing it for a while, for a long he time. Cared himself. Exactly. And I mean, like, look at us. I mean, you can do, you could go right into the skate community and you could go to most parks, especially out in Cali or like over on the West Coast and stuff. Like, you're going to see some old heads skating, bro. Like, some old heads shredding the bowl and stuff. And I, I like that. It has something to say to it right there and how, exactly. how different skateboarding is and uh, how much we can adapt to things, right? And that's just making sure you're taking care of your body. Yep. Yeah. So go ahead, kind of cut you off. So go ahead and continue on like your whole recovery process and stuff. Uh, well, when I know that I'm sore, like when I would say I went and I wake up and I know my leg, like after uh, tomorrow, I'm probably going to deal with it from skating today and doing leg day. Yeah. You don't have to invest in it, but I highly suggest a Theragun, the massage guns. Like oh, those yeah, things sure. work yeah. absolutely amazingly. Mm-hmm. You don't have to drop $150 on a gun or anything like that. If you like, if you can't afford it, don't worry about getting it yeah and if, i know people like if you want a cheaper option they have like the rollers that have yeah, uh like rollers have too. the bumps well you can get the hand one too that have like the bumps on I, it i i don't have mine down with me but yeah you just roll roll it out and stuff you know it's a little bit cheaper option no i love that though that's great yeah those things they work really well as also yeah um just stretching getting your muscles activated like you said you do pushing mm-hmm. around the block just getting yourself warmed up again like yeah and that's Go oh, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> um, but getting enough sleep. Yes. There we go. Your body Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Yes. Like getting a solid eight hours, seven hours of like good sleep, not waking up at three in the morning, staying up for a little bit on your phone. Bro, Just- my recovery? trash right now you know why i ain't sleeping got that new baby <laughs> yeah nah. i can imagine dude wake up whatever like two or three hours two hours Ooh. yep yeah bro yeah uh, no. nah dude i love that you said that because I, I was gonna bring it up if you didn't uh sleep sleep nah, is honestly protein making sure you get a good meal after a session mm-hmm. your body needs that new those nutrients yep. and then while you sleep that's when your body gets the most recovery that's when boom, your body boom. rejuvenates itself. Yes, that's true. And yeah, no, that's great. And I was just going to say, uh, I mean, honestly, I think those are great ways. I mean, that's, we we're going to talk a little bit of how to gauge it. We, we did tell you guys, you know, just, just listen to your body. If you get on the board and you don't feel right, don't skate, you know, get off the board, go work on something else. But I love that you brought that up. Uh, getting, focusing on sleep, right? That's, the number one thing you can do, right? And as skateboarders, I know, I know you skateboarders, you want to do the least that you can do when it comes to this stuff. I know it is what it is. Yep. Uh, and that's okay. That's fine. I mean, sure. I might do a little bit extra just because I like to lift my weights and stuff. You don't all have to do that. You can do the the minimum requirements to stay on that board for a long period of time. And like you said, man, sleep, that's an easy thing for every skater to really focus on, you know? get rid of the phone an hour before bed, get rid of the blue lights. I should have my blue blockers on, but I don't, yeah. uh, but, um, yeah. I'm about to throw mine on too. I'm about to sh- oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got my wife's though. Hold on. Let me pop these little cheetah prints on. There we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Um, nah, but making sure you're getting good sleep, man. That's, that's key. I love that you brought that up. And then also good sleep, uh, just getting good meals in, you know, making sure, like we said, that that protein intake is on the higher end. Uh, and then also a, a third thing that will help you guys really recover 
is not just sitting around on your recovery days, right? I'm not saying like, okay, so, and now when I say this, I'm saying it in context of average everyday skateboarders, right? I'm not talking about, uh, you know, like my homie, Jonathan Reese, who's about to get ready for a contest here next month and stuff like that, right? There's, there's different ways of doing things when you're training that hard for a contest or training that hard to, to progress and to get up there, get up there. But um, in the context of us, uh, yeah, dude, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the context of us uh, just average day skaters, just people trying to skate for as long as we want and skate for pretty much the rest of our lives. I mean, I'd love to do that. I don't ever want to lose it. Same. Uh, it's important that on those recovery days, you're still moving around, right? So that's where I ran into issues when I was younger. Uh, I mean, if you know me, if you know me personally, I've, uh, man, it sounds crazy when I say this too, man, I've broken like over 12 bones. And that's just because I had a vitamin D deficiency when I was growing up. And I was out of the skate game for months, months. One time I was out for like over a year and it was all, and I wasn't having these crazy breaks either. You know what I'm saying? It was more uh, hairline fractures and, you know, fracturing a growth plate. And I wasn't doing the things that we're talking about now. And it's crazy now that I, I look back and I'm like, dang, if I would have just, you know, still, you know, done some training when I was in a cast. Cause I mean, you still can train people. I think a lot of people don't know this uh, when you're hurt, right? Like, let's say like right now I'm hurt. Lucky I still can train my left side. Uh, I just have to make sure I'm not going too hard on my right. I'm actually just, I always start with my left and then I just match it with my right. So I'm staying balanced for right now. Yeah. Uh, but people forget that, like, let's say you have a cast on your ankle, right? Uh, one thing, if you have a cast on your ankle, you still can do quite a bit of exercises. Um, second thing is, if you work one side, that other side still gets a little bit of growth and gets a little bit of adaptation that happens to it, too. It's just a CNS thing that's going on uh, and central nervous system. And it's just, it's pretty cool. So when you're hurt or when you're recovering, uh, make sure you're still moving around, right? And, I mean, there's, of course, those days where you need to be laying on the couch, um, but I don't think it's really there's a place for it uh, for us general everyday skateboarders, right? Sure, if you're out there, don't get me wrong, if you're out there filming clips in the streets and you just went hard as hell one day and got thrashed, take that day, man. I mean, but still, like, get up and move around. Don't let those muscles get to the point where they – because here's what happens, right? And it's going a little bit longer than I wanted to, but I love this. We're having a good conversation. So yeah. uh, real quick, one, one thing that happens when, when you just sit around all day, right? So let's say we're looking at it from a lifting weight perspective, right? So let's say you just lifted weights and you're sore the next day. So you're taking a recovery day, right? Uh, but you sit down all day. You sit down on the couch for majority of the day. You get up, go to the bathroom, sit back down, you know, that type of stuff. What's happening is you're essentially kind of throwing that work that you just did in the gym out the window. Yep. Uh, it's cause when you're doing that and you're sitting down, right? So you, you put those muscles through a stressful time and they're like, dang, we need to, we need to change. We need to adapt. We need to get more used to this. This is, this is hard. Like it hurts like to do this. Right. Cause I mean, when you're exercising, it shouldn't feel the best. Like, I mean, I smile on my face when it hurts, but that's just cause I'm crazy. And I love, I know the benefit of failure, but, um, I just, uh, I just think it's crazy because when you sit around, your muscles get confused at that point, right? So now they're getting told, oh, we don't have to be up. We don't have to adapt. We don't have to change. We don't have to get stronger. We don't have to get more stable because we, we just had to do it that one day and now it's done, right? 
and your body doesn't know that difference. So when you are recovering, make sure, make sure that you're getting up and you're walking around. Like just, that's all you, that's really all you have to do. I'm not saying you have to get up and go doing some squats and stuff like that. No, just make sure you're up, go on, go on a 10 minute walk after each meal, you know, uh, just stuff like that, you know, and that's, that's going to send a muscle building signal to your body. Yeah, and that's getting the blood flowing. Red blood cells are what helps recover. That's going to be yep. great for you. Yep. There you go. You nailed it on the head with that. I love that. Got it. Oh, <laughs> got it. That's, that's a way to, that's, that's a way to end it right there, folks. I mean, that was, that was a lot of good information for you all. And Definitely. if, yeah, if you guys, if you if you're listening to this on Spotify or out in the, the podcasting world, uh, you can go over to YouTube. Go over to YouTube. Make sure you watch the video. Uh, we're kind of goofy over here, just you know, doing our things, making our little faces and stuff. Probably can hear it in the voices. Um, <laughs> but uh, nah, if you if you don't already, make sure you go follow my homie TJ. Uh, TJ, go ahead and just give yourself like a shout out real quick on on Instagram and all that stuff. Uh, Instagram is going to be at TJWGOAT and the O is a does O for GOAT is a zero. I'm weird like that. So it's going to look funny. And then that also syncs up. My YouTube channel is linked on my Instagram and it's the same name, TJWGOAT, where the O is a zero as well. That's the new channel. I'm going to be posting a lot more on there. I'm going to have fitness workouts. I'm going to probably make like food, like recipes that I use personally oh, yeah. for my recovery and stuff. As oh, yeah. well as skateboarding, kendama, everything like that. But that's and I know me and you, me, me and TJ will be doing some collab videos. So if you if you follow me, make sure you go follow him so you can stay up to date with his stuff because I'm loving what he's putting out. It's it's really important that we get more people on this bandwagon of just being the best versions of us that we can be, right? And it's yep. a more of a holistic approach. Uh, it's yes, exercise is the key. Um, but there's a lot of other things. Um, but today we wanted to talk more about the exercise stuff. And I love everything we talked about. Uh, so, I mean. Super stuff. beneficial for everyone, not even yes. just skaters. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, if you're listening to this and you're not a skateboarder, I mean, don't think that what we talked about is just for skateboarding. I mean, a lot of this goes into everyday life. Um, a lot of people need to build up their stability, mobility, and strength. A lot of people need to work on that. A lot of people need to know how to gauge a recovery. So, Take this as you need to use the information that we talked about today for yourself so it can benefit you and you all can stay on your boards as long as you would wish. And like we like to say over here at Extreme Strength and Fitness, let's gain stability, mobility, and build strength you may have never known you had. Yes. Bow. Sick. Cool. Yeah.